Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. Okay, welcome to another episode of the ADHD Refresh, and I am so excited today. I have an amazing guest with us, and her name is Alex from Zesty Ginger, and I have been searching high and low, and I've been looking, talking about how I want to have somebody on the podcast who can help us understand more about our bodies, because I think something I mentioned a lot is, you know, how can we find a solution for us that works best for us so that we can support ourselves on our journey to being the best entrepreneur and being the best business owner that we can. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been connected with, um, Alex for a while, so I'm super excited to have her on here because she is just a wealth of knowledge in this space. Um, And if you're a guy and you have clicked this episode, I want you to stick around because there's some really important information um, in here for you as well to really understand more about the human body and the women, women in particular. So um, yeah, with all of that, thank you so much for being here, Alex from Zesty Ginger. Thank you so much for having me. It's a yes, we've known each other for a while now. So I am super honored to be able to chat with you on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going to be so good. So um, I am curious as well, right? Tell us about your business name. It's Zesty Ginger. And I know um, you've got a business partner, Megan. So how did you get the name and how did it all come about? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So it's been a journey of following the cookie crumbs and isn't it always right? So this is (laughs) a little bit of my personal background. I was... um, born in Russia. I moved here, had kind of your your pretty standard childhood, except for when I was having, when I was growing up, when it came to female health and women's health, I kind of had issues with that starting right away. I was 11 and have experienced that a lot of women have where right away it's like, lots of cramping and PMS and all of a sudden you're kind of in your adolescent body and you don't totally know what's happening. And like many of us, I had a mom who also wasn't taught about her, how her body worked. Right. And so most of what I heard was, this is what it's like being a female. Like that, that's what happens in our family. That's what happened to me. That's what's happening to you. And that's just how it is. Like, welcome to the world of ibuprofen and heat packs and, you know, things like that. And for the most part, I was like, okay, right. I didn't think anything of it. And, and then I went to college. I was a piano performance major, was never going to do anything medical, but started having more and more pelvic pain. And then it generalized, became widespread pain all over my body. So um, I started having more and more things like clothes when they touched my skin would hurt or, you know, sitting in in various positions or even for long periods of time was having a lot of pain with that. And as a piano performance 
major you're playing piano a lot obviously it's sitting right it's sitting on a bench so um all of that started to really shift for me and it was the first time in my life where i started having really significant health problems and i had a very similar experience that a lot of women do is that i went i didn't really know about anything so i just went to a regular doctor um i actually started with the the doctor on campus um right just first first person that came to mind and i had the oh nope your basic labs look fine you're good like doesn't explain any of this um you sh- you're good <laughs> and uh, you know i was like cool except for i feel awful all the time um and the the more years went by like that the more frustrated i got because i ended up seeing probably 15 to 20 different MDs and naturopaths and chiropractors and um, medicine women. Like I, you know, went everywhere and could never really figure it out. And that's where at some point I said, I would really like to serve in a different way. And that's where I switched and decided to go to medical school went to medical school. I went to um, an anesthesiology residency, the University of Chicago did an interventional pain fellowship and became a pain doctor. So that was kind of how the path played out. But uh, health got worse before it got better. So when I started being in medical school and in residency, there's also a lot of stress thrown on top of it. And I was dedicated to using what had happened to me to figure it out, but it did take me a while to still unravel it. And I went from trying to look at conventional answers to being like, okay, what is this holistic world of like supplements and functional lab work? And that launched me into another kind of era of learning about what are the different aspects of healing? What really creates our experience of life. And all of a sudden I started having more options w- with getting answers about how my body works. So that was cool. Megan and I actually had met at that point and she was transitioning out of engineering. I was really wrapping my head around medicine and you know, being a physician and pulling in lots of other resources. And we were helping each other out. We, we met on Instagram. Um, so we were <laughs> As you do these days. <laughs> yeah, we're like online dating, right? Um, and we met and it was kind of instant connection. We spent two hours on the phone and kind of like signed our life away to each other. And, and we laugh about it now because she had business coaches at the time that were like, listen to the story and we're like wait did you just sign up to merge your business with someone that you just met because like we would slow you down on that right <laughs> and and she she came back and was like maybe we should like you know take this slower <laughs> ultimately it ended up being exactly what our intuition led us to right and we're best friends and we um have the exact same dharma like we have the exact same mission to help heal women because we believe women will heal the world but mm. the um the flow of that happened, you know, we just bumped into each other on Instagram and emailed one another. And we, we were going through this. I, I had a free blog. Mine, it, you couldn't even really call it a business. I wasn't selling anything. Megan was doing one-on-one coaching and we started bringing our viewpoints together and just saw that the expansion of what I brought to the table, what she brought to the table. And all of that was cool until I got hit with, I, I, my husband and I were trying to get pregnant um, at the time and had been trying for a while. And the whole time I was like, something has been wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this whole, like I knew it, even when I was a teenager, I was like, something is not right here. Right? And that that's where a big part of what Megan and I do is really help women stand in their own power and authority Mm -hmm. of not gaslighting ourselves into when someone else says you're fine and you don't feel fine, you know, that matters to us. Mm -hmm. And we believe it should matter to everyone, medical community or otherwise. And so the that started as, as that was unfolding, I ended up going into a reproductive endocrinologist. She was like, you'll be fine. You're like 27. 
you know, there's not, it looks like there's nothing wrong with you and did some lab work and it came back. Oh, are bad. Um, you have severe ovarian damage. You had undiagnosed endometriosis this whole time. You have six months to do IVF and try to get pregnant. And then you're going into menopause and that will be it for you. And as you can imagine, that was like a roller coaster. That was me hitting the wall at 60 miles an hour because essentially I had been living life of checklists. It was like, do good in school, meet a nice guy, marry him, get a job, have kids. And I got to the have kids checkbox and that's where everything sort of started crumbling down. Cause I was really doing that from a place of listening to others and Mm -hmm. feeling disempowered. And then when I couldn't meet that, everything just sort of shattered apart. And even I, the conventional stuff and the functional stuff, while I, I ended up taking it with me, but it broke those boxes way open that I had to look at life and what I was doing and the choices I was making and my interaction with my experience of life, that's what got broken open. And so from that, and Megan actually had a very, in, in the timeline, she had her own event around the same time where we looked at each other and we're like, oh, we're in it now, right? Like this is where we, a lot of things crumbled away. Mm -hmm. But on top of that was what has unfolded over the last, you know, multiple, multiple years. And that in the figuring out of all of this stuff, we were able to heal. I never did go into menopause. Um, I ovulate regularly now. I learned so much about my body. And we started applying all these um, things to the women we are working with. And over thousands and thousands of women, we just have began to piece together. What have we known in research and physiology about women for decades? But how do we actually teach that to women to empower them to get more from life and have a more positive experience of life as decided by you, not mm-hmm. by someone else. Mm-hmm. It all very much comes together to this, the unity between you and you and health and life and all of that are just aspects of it that we can modulate or not, right? And, and over time, as we started figuring things out, we just started looking back and being like, hey guys, <laughs> this is the fast track version of us bumping around and hoping that we figure it out right then we started teaching that and more and more we've built into our expansion of once you reach health oftentimes you realize that is just the springboard for the rest of your life like what else are you going to create now that you have the one thing you need to make everything else happen Mm -hmm. and from there as we got our processes down that's what our community is really going through too because a lot of them are like i feel great now what's Mm -hmm. next and that's really where i think we're going to transform together this world that we're looking at going i don't super love a lot of this right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and healing is the crux of that so that um that's kind of the the long story short of of my path and how Megan and I got together now the name is actually kind of funny because we were gonna go with healthy ginger we like ginger for like inflammation and we use it as a tool as part of the cycle syncing things that we do and Megan's a redhead she thought that was funny so we're like yeah (laughs) So we rebranded and turns out <laughs> there was already someone with that name that we had missed. So then we rebranded again and we're like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like there's health. And then we're like, what's, what's more than health? Like what is actual, like, what's the deal? Right. And we're, mm. there's joy in there. And then we were like, zest, like, having a zest for life is way different than seeking health from a place of feeling broken. And, Mm -hmm. and that it will talk a lot about how to work with the brain as all of it, because it's brain based 
change. It's brain-based transformation, Mm -hmm. knowing that the brain interfaces our mind, our emotions, our spirit, and all of that as well. And so Zesty became kind of our landmark word. And we actually got to keep a lot of the branding because we're like, healthy and and keep the why and (laughs) you're done. (laughs) Like everything else, we like it, you know, it was not a smooth journey, but I think that's just how Megan and I really end up relating to a lot of people. Cause when people come to us and say, Oh, like this, this got messed up and I did this wrong. We're like, hold on. We have like a whole suitcase of stories for you and the ways that we have messed up in business and ended up being completely fine. So yeah, <laughs> part of the name. Oh, I like, I just love your story so much because I think, you know, um, for me, I've just been on this huge personal journey where I literally shunned this feminine side of me because Mm -hmm. I deemed it as quote unquote, not powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I like, now that I'm stepping into that. Yeah. Right. I know. (laughs) There's so much we can talk about in here because I've been listening to your podcast, but, um, you know, I, when I was younger, I was very masculine and now it's like stepping into the feminine and allowing myself to be in that place of, flow and um collaboration and like connection with the feminine side of myself is like a super uncomfortable because you know when you're in business it's like well just do 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 like do more stuff and then you're gonna you know have the impact that you want to have and then you're gonna make more money and have all the things that you want to have and so um I just think part of your journey as well is is where we've come in a society right is because women used to have to go have their periods in like huts in the middle of nowhere. And then it was like, okay, when you're done bleeding, you can come back. (laughs) Like, you know, and now it's like to this place where, you know, it seemed like such a big question mark, your endometriosis and what you were experiencing that, that the medicine world was like almost super new to that, didn't have answers for you. And then now you're creating this beautiful, space and container for women to step into not only women I think it's really important for men right and because now that I learned about the feminine and the the flow and you know uh, somebody told me the other day you know women are the portal between the spiritual and the physical like that is so amazing right and then I've had friends who've had babies and I've seen like them giving birth and I'm like holy cow that's the most powerful experience ever and so I have like this huge appreciation for the feminine and what it means. And so I still know my awareness about the feminine is like, so like limited in terms of like my body and my cycle. And so that's why I've been super excited to talk about this topic because, um, in my program, I briefly touch on, on working your cycles into your calendar and just having like a brief understanding of it, but I wanted to get you on and Megan so that we can like fully dive into it, really start to understand more of the feminine and appreciate it and know how to work with it and see it as powerful rather than, you know, a weakness, quote unquote. I had a client say that um, the other day too. She was like, I, I can't be feminine. It's too weak. I was like, no, it's so powerful. <laughs> Ooh, lots. Yeah. So much to say here. And um, that is actually, you know, for our business internally, we have words that are our pillar framework. And for us, it goes education. So understanding who you are in the expression of all of this that we're talking about is the true kind of question that then launches you into the second step, which is empowerment. If you know the moving parts and how to get your hands in the clay and manipulate it to your advantage and what you want to create, like where we are transformative and trans, trans, well, I don't know even, I think I'm making up a word here, whatever. <laughs> Let's roll with it. <laughs> that frame, but, uh, and creating, you are literally creating your life then. But if we deny an aspect of ourselves like that, as in that's the part of me that's weak, that's the part of me that's broken, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be your, your relationship to your feminine, but it fractures the relationship between you and you. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the disempowerment happens. I used to, you know, my pelvic 
like experience of life, like having pain all the time, having really crappy cycles, feeling like I couldn't have kids. And I had a lot of my self-worth tied up in that in terms of what that did for, you know, my husband's dreams. My parents were really upset. In-laws were really upset. I felt like I let everyone down, right? All of that, I would have something like spotting, which we can talk about is a lot of the outflow of understanding starts in the brain, things get decided by the hypothalamus and the signal that gets sent to the hormone producing organs to do things like ovulate, right? There's actually a very predictable flow. And yes, we deviate individually and, you know, personally from the standard, there is a set sort of cycle the same way that there are seasons. And I, because I didn't understand any of that, I would have spotting. So I wasn't ovulating or making progesterone. And I'd be like in the bathroom stall somewhere, realize that was happening. And I can't even tell you the number of bathroom stalls I've cried in. Like I could probably make like a oh. illustrated book of like, <laughs> these are all the bathrooms I've cried in. And like, <laughs> it would be like long, right? And, <laughs> and it's because I would see it it represented like my failure, even as I learned more, I like didn't understand my own body. And therefore I felt so disempowered then. Right. And I felt fragmented because my experience had been denied awareness and understanding by authority figures I respected. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn how to bring it back to me because once I understood what was happening and knew how to modulate it, then I felt empowered. And then that the empowerment and the ability to handle whatever gets thrown at you, even if you're not always, you're like, Hmm, didn't necessarily want it to go like that. Right. But if you know the, the way to have a toolkit to respond then that's the third pillar, which is enjoyment. Because we quite frankly got super sick of the whole like women should eat like this. And if you want to lose weight, you should do this with your carbs and then and this with your workout. And what and we were just like, honestly, that stuff is exhausting. Like yeah. how many people are trying to chase down like the plan that doesn't even work for them and there's no enjoyment and they're like, well, I can't have alcohol and I can't have sugar and I need to have this and I need to do this. And it's just like, well, if if you like that, cool. We're not actually here to say what you should like or not, but if it's not working for you and you're miserable, it's not working. You are always going to be fragmented. And, and we've been, we're talking about habits a lot now because of that, there's so much tied into like, we deny ourselves. Therefore we're like, I should be like this. Let me go you know, power mm -hmm. through this wall of, I will make myself work out or I will mm -hmm. make myself work eight to five or whatever. Yeah. And we're actually just kind of miserable the whole time, throwing some guilt and shame and you have the experience that many of us have. So it really yeah. becomes understanding first. That's why we'll get a little nerdy today and in, in the flow of everything, but bringing that awareness is, is builds the empowerment that launches you into creation. Mm -hmm. And so that is the real power move is to say, how is this my superpower? And I've been thinking about this a lot in relation to mercury retrograde, because that's like happening now. Right. And people yeah. kind of talk about it. Like they talk about cycles. It's mm -hmm. like you have your period and you're like, Oh, I'm a period. This sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have your period and you just go living your life. Like you don't have a cycle. Yeah. And when we zoom out and understand that our, uh, the time of our period is actually the setup for the rest of the cycle and into the next one, it's much easier to honor that time as like, what can I gather from this? Because this is the launching pad for a lot of other things we'll talk about in phase one, when you have your period the right and left sides of the brain are more interconnected in women than they are at other times. That means that we can access and gather and put together information that we are picking up now and we have stored, especially in our subconscious mind as well. 
when we can access that. And so when we see having our period instead of, oh, this sucks, let me, my adult commercials always kill me or like tampon commercials because they're <laughs> always like in a suit, like having a meeting or like playing tennis or whatever, like, <laughs> right. And like, it's just this, this met power through it and ignore it as mm-hmm. best you can mm-hmm. stick in a tampon, take some idol, drink some caffeine and back into the world you go. But what happens then is that when we miss the opportunity to get quiet and step into ourselves for a little while, because most of us actually have the impulse to put on sweatpants and watch Netflix, but we don't do that. Cause we're like, it's Wednesday. I have to work. Right. When we don't, give ourselves the allowance to listen to ourselves, we miss out on the opportunity to access real insights that we may not have access to as easily at other times. It's not that you can't, it's just that your brain is already primed for that. When we give it space and give it direction, we get the best out of it. So that's where Megan and I, we do all our planning and outlining at that point, right? Where are all the big picture puzzle pieces? What are our goals? Getting really clear on that, getting what are we creating? Where are we going? Why is that important? What resources do we need to pull in to support this? We get all of that really, really clear because what follows is phase two when the hormones start to be created in higher quantities and we are literally in creation mode. We take massive action and our brains are primed to see those opportunities, right? So when we deny that, we miss out on the opportunity to direct it. But unfortunately, we don't miss out on it happening anyway. So anyone listening and for you, like how, how much have you experienced where one day you wake up and you're like, man, I hate my hair today. I hate how my makeup turned out. My house is a mess. I really need to clean my car. Why are the kids doing that? Right. You just nitpick Mm -hmm. everything in your environment. Most often, once we point this out, you realize it's around your, the time of your period, usually during in phase one, your brain will assess the situation, whether you direct it or not. The only difference is that if you just leave it to run wild, it will nitpick you, right? Mm. It will do the things that it, it'll notice where you feel like you can improve. But then most of us are like, oh my God, I just feel so crappy, right? We don't get the gift from that we just experience that nitpickingness. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it looks like. And I think it's the same with the mercury retrograde stuff where you, it's talked about like, oh, then mercury retrograde happens and things are going to go wrong. And it's like, you, you just kind of like get all, well, don't start new things. Don't, or whatever it is that you're hearing about it. And really, I stopped to think at some point, I was like, Mercury retrograde happens at least three times a year. Like if every time I was like, oh, this sucks. That's a <laughs> lot of weeks in the year to, to do that. And it's the same thing. You're going to have 13 cycles in in a year. Like if you approach each one as, oh, well, now I feel like crap and this is my period. This sucks. Then I can go back to doing what I was doing the cycle is there for a reason. And I think that it's our ability to get the most out of it that is in question. Cause if we can't stop it from happening, right. The only choice is to gather what it's there for in the way that it's serving us and make it work to our advantage. Yeah. I think like literally everything that you're saying, I'm like, oh, it just connects with so much of what I talk about with ADHD, right? Like, okay, it's there. How can we work with it? How can we educate ourselves? How can we empower ourselves to working through it and seeing it as, you know, a superpower and, um, and leaning into understanding maybe the aspects of it that you don't necessarily like and understanding what it is about that how you can move through it and understand it a little bit better because with that, then it's like, okay, cool. I'm having a really hard day today. Maybe I just need to give myself the space and walk away. Right. Or just to breathe or like to be a human or whatever it is. Right. And so, um, 
I just like, I'm just getting so excited when you're talking about everything because I'm like, yes, I say that. I say that it's the same, (laughs) like it's the same thing. Right. And, and hacking your brain or hacking your cycle to, um, help you a, just be happier and B to, um, you know, be successful in your business. Totally. Yeah. And I think the, the reason that most of us have a hard time stepping away is because of the disempowerment. Cause we're like, so-and-so told me to mm-hmm. do it this way. Like I have to show, and this is reinforced, right? A lot of us that are doing this kind of work, it's because on some level we like have an internal drive to grow and expand. And that means that many of us end up being kind of high functioning, high achieving mm-hmm. women in the world mm-hmm. and men. Um, and the, the difference there is that we learn strategies and we're like, if I did X, Y, Z, and I worked hard, then I had good, great outcome. And now I have my Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. that, that I hang my hat on. And when we start to appreciate the cycles, what's cool about that is that you always have an opportunity to do it differently and come back to something which really in the grand scheme of things means that what actually happens is that the farther you go, the more filled out your toolbox gets. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I, I know how to hustle. I have that in my toolkit. I can pull that out anytime I want. And I also have rest and making an internal call for myself. Like that's sovereignty and authority in my own life and knowing what I need at this point with the understanding of how my body is talking to me, what my emotions are doing at this time, what's going on with my mental health and my mental state, Mm -hmm. spiritually what's happening, right? All of those things then begin to be options to pick up for that cycle, that day, that phase, whatever it is that works for you and do it differently. So when I am in you know, things are really flowing easily, or let's say even things like vacation, I know my toolkit is very different. I can have four cups of coffee. I can like do whatever. And I will feel great because I understand my relationship to stress and what that does in my brain and my body and all of that. And I've lived it long enough that now I'm like, what does caffeine look like thrown into that? Or Mm -hmm. what does alcohol look like? thrown? Or what does interpersonal relationship stress due to that, Mm -hmm. right? I know my response. Therefore I modulate my toolkit when things are not flowing as easily. I also know that I need more support at that time. I go and pull out all of those things that I have and there is trial and error in that. But what is cool about it is that in making the journey, like when you give yourself the permission to interact with yourself in that new way and ask yourself, like, what is it that I need at this time? Mm-hmm. You build the intuition. And that's where, when I do these, and it's funny that you said, oh, this is like the stuff I say, because I've, I have had the experience from being interviewed a lot and like speaking in people's masterminds and things like that is that I go into it with the intention before I get on the call of, I will feel into you and what your audience needs. And Mm -hmm. I trust that out of all the things that I could possibly say that I'm good at, how that I feel drawn to say certain things (laughs) to you. And that's that I'm going to create, you and I are creating this in real time. And I just like got chills saying that, right? Because where, when you acknowledge it, it like intensifies, but as I do that, like this serves me and it serves me because I go down stairs. I'm like, what do I want for lunch today? Not because someone told me that I need to eat a certain way for endometriosis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course I've done that kind of work. And I, we're, I don't downplay that the physical body matters. It's important to look at what you eat. And that's a very different approach than let me follow what someone else is saying. Cause if you keep following that, not only do you miss out on the magic of like how you interact in your business, this mm-hmm. is just an extension of that. But then when things change two years later, you're like, I have to go find someone else to listen to about what I should eat. And that's just like, I mean, ultimately kind of a waste of time. Right. Yeah. 
to go through the trial and error of understanding you, you never need that again. And yeah. I still hire coaches. I still have my healthcare providers that help me out. And all of that is really cool. And they're always just part of my toolkit. They are not the end all be all of what Alex should do in life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, I have so many questions and like I things know. I want to ask you now. <laughs> like, there's so many side topics we could go off on. <laughs> so you could um, have to cycle more if you would like, because that's the foundation. And I know we're coming back on the podcast again, so we can dig into it more. Like I, when we got on, I was like, we're usually not a one podcast episode <laughs> kind of business. So this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you'd like. No, but it's really cool. So um, I guess you know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot too, for, you know, the niche that I work in ADHD entrepreneurs, right? Because, um, I had somebody, uh, on my messages the other day saying, yeah, you know, I get so frustrated because it seems like for a whole week before my cycle, my ADHD is like a hundred times worse and I'm a hundred times like less productive. And I really battle with myself. And so I think it's, it's interesting what you were saying. It's when you were saying it's rather than like forcing yourself into, I can't remember what you said specifically, but you said something and it was like, people force themselves into focusing. So Mm -hmm. the same thing with like, you're trying to force your body into doing something, um, Mm. and responding to you in like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can unpack that. That's a, whether it's ADHD, whether it's, it's not uncommon at all for us to get, I have one or two good weeks Mm -hmm. per month and then the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to talk about the cycle, like the big picture view and how that's set up. But the deal is that as you work with your cycle and you even just small, tiny steps that you take to meet yourself, things start to get better because the reason that the hormones in your cycle is set up like that is ultimately under the direction of the brain and Mm -hmm. everything it's picking up. And therefore just bringing more awareness, like, Hey, let me in the, one of the things that, um, in the first half of the cycle phases one and two that happens a lot is inflammation that gets sent out. Right. And you're like, all right, let me just do something like ginger tea or turmeric tea. Right. Or adding tart cherry juice to your water like two or three ounces in a big glass of water, helping support inflammation chills out the brain and all of a sudden that setup then is easier for the brain. The cycle begins to get better. So you do anything at any phase of the cycle to move closer to giving yourself what you need. The body will come back with nine other steps. Like it will take bigger leaps for you because now you're, you're doing what it wants to be doing alongside it it's like flowing with the river, you things start to feel easier. So if that's true, just know that even the smallest steps means that you'll just have a less hard time to begin with. And of course, there's things that like, I will never have, uh, you know, unless I very drastically shift, you know, who I, who I am in my physicality, but I had at least half of each ovary removed surgically. I don't necessarily plan to regrow ovaries. So, right. I may have lower reserves than someone for my age. And that's where someone could have a genetic setup for something that happens in their brain, but just the same way that when I work with my cycle and I support my body and I optimize things at every level in my day-to-day life, I never experience the negatives of having that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's more like, Um, And I like to think of it in terms of sunscreen because we make some like ADHD. Oh, that came up again. Like I'm a little different than there's something wrong with me. And it's Mm -hmm. the same as being like, Hey, I have fair skin. I need to wear sunscreen or long sleeves or a hat. If I'm going to be out in the thing, you don't make yourself feel bad about that. That's just the skin that you got. And therefore, you know, you have a toolkit to work with it. Do Mm -hmm. I want to wear the shirt or do I want to put on sunscreen? Now you have choices. You don't worry about it. It's the same thing there of like, it it will likely actually feel better because I'll explain why the brain has a hard time in phase four, Mm -hmm. but 
when that when that happens and you have answers to it you're kind of like unbothered by the whole thing so that's the goal the goal is to yes get better and it's not denying the things that you have in your medical history or genetics or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that's happening Mm -hmm. so how does the how is the um cycle set up so everything really gets set up though you have to really it is circular so it's all informing itself but things get set up when we actually have our period. So Mm -hmm. most people think of that as like the last step Mm -hmm. in terms of how everything gets set up is actually the first one. So yes, you are seeing the evidence of the previous cycle, previous couple cycles actually, but as far as the brain goes and planning ahead, that's where your month will be set up. That's why the brain and the hypothalamus are really deciding how safe are we, how supported are we, how depleted are we, and what else needs to be taken into account. Because quite honestly, for the brain, it doesn't matter whether you're the junk Doritos that you perceive are bad for you, or you walk past the mirror and you're like, I'm so ugly. I'm so Mm -hmm. bad. I'll never, I hate the way I look. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any, like, just because you other people see you eat the Doritos and other people don't see that thought, you don't get away with it as far yeah. as your brain is concerned. It's watching everything and yeah. it doesn't value anything more than others, right? It's just look, it's gathering everything and it will distort and delete the things that it thinks are not important to bring up consciously. Yes. Like beliefs. So all of that is then then being taken into account. And that is why inflammation in the modern world, the way that we're kind of pushed towards that, that is often a a setup for a lot of the other things that happen like PMS, irritability, low energy, low uh, libido, all of the shitty shitty period and stuff. So um, that is that first step. But what's cool about that is that it's very interconnected. It's making decisions. It's making calls. It's making determinations. That's where we have the ability to direct for this cycle. We're not trying to tackle the world mm-hmm. for this cycle. What's important to us. Yeah. Right. And you get to move. Right. So this is where we plan. I like to pick one to three things that for that cycle, I'm really focusing on. Mm-hmm. Then phase two is the brain starts to the brain and as part of it, the hypothalamus, the hypothalamus, like the general that determines everything that ends up in our bloodstream. So if you have it in your bloodstream and it's being pumped around, part of that was under the direction of the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is what then takes everything the brain said and makes the decision about how safe are we to have hormone balance. Mm. really a safe, a safety issue or a question, because if we have great balanced hormones, Mm -hmm. that is because all of the components of that went well, and we have the capacity and the choice to make a whole new person, right? That's how that works. Uh, A lot of times in our world, we're like, I don't care about making a whole new person, right? Yeah. But I do want the great energy, the great hair, the great skin, the great libido, the great, (laughs) right? All of that. But I don't care if I ovulate. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. Because from the perspective of the brain, if we are going to have estrogen, estrogen and progesterone balance by the time we get to phases three and four, and especially four, where people really feel like they kind of poop out and have all their cravings and PMS and irritability and all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff that balance, we don't have progesterone unless we have ovulated or at least attempted to ovulate. So the, this whole thing that we get into, I know, right. <laughs> my mind is literally, I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> I oh, am, like, my everything is, is going to be determined by that. So the question is, are your, your goals looking for the thriving stuff? in your brain and your body are in survival mode because the Mm. two will never be compatible, right? If you live in stress, I'm never good enough. This is all wrong. I never get anywhere. The brain will never make the call for like, yeah, sure. We'll take all that and thrive, right? Because why would you put yourself at risk for needing to physically provide the building blocks to make a whole new person when that's not even a safety thing 
at that point for you. Right. And that's why yeah. I did IVF. I was doing eight shots into my body of hormones and other drugs every single day. It was like a pin cushion mm. and it didn't work. Right. That, and that's that my brain, when I actually did all the functional testing and was looking into it, my brain had not, my hypothalamus was completely shot. I didn't have estrogen. I didn't have progesterone. I didn't have testosterone. I didn't have oh my cortisol. God. I didn't have any of it because why would it do that when it's like keeping me alive? Holy cow. None of the, you know, our ability to mm -hmm. have great sex is not something that keeps us alive. Yeah. And yet we want to make the, I'll starve myself. I'll have 800 calories and go run a marathon. But yes, I would like you to have great energy and the body's like, I don't think so. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why this whole cascade in phase two, then from that decision, it starts talking to the hormone producing organs. Luckily we have pretty damn good reserves in the grand scheme of things. And most of us can hang in there to a certain extent for a really long time. So like I had driven myself pretty hard into that and I don't recommend it, but, but many of us are somewhere in the middle of that, right. On some sort of spectrum. Yeah. So as the hormones get made by the ovaries, the adrenals, the thyroid, all of that is happening. We start to feel that outward expansion. And that's where with a very clear understanding of what we are hoping to accomplish, that's where in phase two, I really aim maybe one to three things on a to-do list each day, but it's the focus is on massive action. The thing that I generally am like, need a little more uh, courage to do, right? Reach out to that podcast person, pitch that book, start the challenge, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's actually the time to implement it. And your physiology is geared for that. What, what cycle? Sorry. This is phase two. Okay. Yeah. So phase one, you gathered all of the information and you made the assessment of what's important. One to three things max. Okay. Phase two is taking action on that. What is the leverage point that will move the needle forward? We used to sidestep this. It would be like, we have energy. Let's make a bunch of blog posts. Like, you know, <laughs> our business is old enough yeah. to do a blog post thing, but, or make a bunch of podcasts. And that's great because we have a lot of content, but yeah we were using staying small and not taking the massive action to hide, right? Yeah. It's easy to sit in your house, write a little blog post yeah. and publish that guy is a lot harder to be like, Hey, James Wedmore, can we be on your podcast? Right. Or whatever it was. So that is where massive action is really supported. Phase three then is also outwardly focused. And that's where you do the follow through. And again, the more optimized your physiology is for that, that's where you'll notice your brain. It, it'll either look at everything and go, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. There's too much to do. Or if you've been very clear in what you are creating, that's where your to-do list is like, from this massive action, what do I need to create that supports the follow through and the sustainability for that? So, right, you start a podcast, and you, you record your first stuff in phase two, phase three looks like, what's your show note system? Like, how do you send the thing to the, what day do you need to send things to the VA so that they can edit and upload things in time for you to have mm -hmm. that, right? Like the actual system in place and you're still taking outward action, but it is very much a focus on follow through smaller steps. That's what mm -hmm. the brain is geared for. Communication is really, so that's where we can talk to others and sort of hash things out and up level in that way. And then phase four is where it comes back together. There's a beautiful symmetry in nature, right? So phase one was inward, phase two and three were outward. Phase four is inward again, but it's in a different way. Phase four is all about merging the new with the old. Cause who here has done the, you start a new diet. Then as you get closer to your period, you like eat hypnosis, a bag of Oreos or whatever. Like, yeah. it. And then you're like, oh my God, I messed up. I always do this. And down you got like, you fall off the bandwagon completely as opposed to being like, this phase is truly for my experience of what does it look like to give myself what I need and acknowledge these things, but I'm marrying the old with the new by design. And so it's like, 
what did the Oreos represent? Did I get into, cause I'm lonely, right? Like how can I give myself mm. that? Or am I under eating my carbs and my body's like, please, we're trying to make hormones. Like I would love anything that is carby and delicious. And you're like Oreos it is right. So when we begin to look at it like that, instead of the guilt and shame, we're like, who am I becoming while still honoring who I've been and making it all merge. And sometimes that means we're like, "Mm, I'm not going to do it this way. Um, I'm going to have to tweak it and throw some things out. And sometimes it's a matter of being like, I don't know. I just ate the Oreos. I'm not going to worry about it. Like (laughs) do the thing, right? Like I'm not actually losing the whole cycle. It's just that today this represents represented emerging of the old and the new. Now I just hustle it out. What did that mean for me? And there doesn't mean anything more than that. This is where like celebrating, I did a 28 day cycle of flowing with your cycle series of kind of the experience, but not phase um, or season one is where we go through like the practical, what is the body doing on our podcast? But season 10 was a high look. And in phase four, it really is looking at strategies of like, what is acceptance? How do you use guilt and shame to motivate yourself? If you do, mm-hmm. many of us do. All of those components then become a, how do I merge what's working and be responsive to it in a way that honors who I am. So maybe that plan of, I'm going to podcast every day, five days a week, maybe one week out of the month, I only do two, right? What would it look like to be like, what if I didn't have to do five every single week, right? And you just start to play with the variables instead of being like, it's five or I fall off the bandwagon. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a huge, you know, that we can obviously dig into way more than that, but all of this begins to build. That is really the superpower of the cycle in your life. If you choose to do it that way. Yeah. I love it. It's so much like amazing self-awareness, right? Self-awareness, self-compassion, self-exploration, which I think is something that we are unaware of because maybe we don't have the tools and know where to start this exploration and what the signs and signals mean. So, um, I love that so much. So um, I want to kind of talk about, you know, we were having a conversation before about um, the brain and we were talking about how the hormones are kind of connected to that. So I know that you have some amazing opportunities. You have so much content. So anybody who's listening, seriously, go and follow them on Instagram, go and listen to their podcast. It's amazing. Your, your episodes are like, like huge takeaways from everyone. (laughs) So, um, I know you guys have something that's amazing coming up, uh, for people. So, um, tell us a little bit about that for sure. Yeah. So more and more, Megan and I are realizing how much leverage there is to going to the root cause of everything. And really the way that the body works and especially for cycle and hormones, is that the central nervous system, the brain itself is such a high leverage point in terms of not only giving you the insight and the understanding of what to do for your physical body in your health journey, but also the interface of us experiencing our own emotions and our thoughts. So emotional and mental bodies, understanding that when you know that you only experience thoughts and emotions because some cell in your brain released some sort of messengers to transmit that. Otherwise you would not be perceiving that as a thing. So that is why the thoughts and emotions aren't, I'm doing quotation marks here. It's rough (laughs) on a podcast, but they're not free in that sense. And they're not different. This isn't, Oh, let I'll work on my mental stuff and my, you know, baggage later. I'll just focus on my health the two are not, not separate. And that's why when you begin to work at the level of the brain, you really see how that plays out. And instead of that being, oh no, now I have to work on all of myself. What it really becomes is look at all these different potential avenues for building out my toolkit. Cause you don't have to do everything at once. But if you're like, you know, I really don't want to change my diet. I'm not in the place for that, but so-and-so said I have to change my diet. Well, 
diets are important, but when you step back and look at the brain and all of the other things that interface with that, like our experience of life, the diets become maybe 10 to 15% of what makes up someone's Mm -hmm. health and what their experience is. And of course it's important with what we fuel ourselves. And if you're not available to that and you're like, I'm in the place to look at my thoughts and give my emotions a safe place to be processed by like giving myself love while I Mm -hmm. experience them. That is another, like, you know, the emotional world is like 20%, right? It's a big deal. It's like a big determinant. So you just get to choose. I'd rather go down that route. That's what I'm available for instead of, oh no, there's lots more things to do. We just get to decide which way we want to go. And that's why we are, we ended up doing a free challenge that's coming up. So it actually kicks off today when this is going live and it's a four day live challenge for, you're going to pick one habit that you want to either start or stop. And we're going to show you how to shift that from a brain-based perspective. What's cool about that is that the habits are important in our lives, right? That's what we feel empowered when we understand how to shift them. But the framework that we'll be teaching can be applied to the cycle, your experience of your world, how you interact with those around you and your business and your, like your, I say Dharma, but like, what did you come here to accomplish? The framework is actually the same because instead of with habits, you're like, I want to eat differently. Therefore, I'm going to go to the store and stock my fridge. And then two weeks later, you're like, I guess I'll clean out my fridge. It's something to do, right? Because you didn't <laughs> ever end up doing it. Yeah. And I say that from experience, not from judgment. Um, but what <laughs> happens then is that when you zoom out and go, what is the brain-based fridge? Like, how do I get my physical body on board for all of this? How do I get my identity on board with what I want to change? you begin to see how you can apply it to absolutely everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. And that does absolutely mean that if you have cycle stuff, like how I did, it's the same framework I used. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the exact same system. So definitely come to that. It's zestyginger.com slash habit. Cool. And that'll be going on this week and then it'll get shut down. So unfortunately, you know, if you listen later, um, it may not be around, but it's something that we're going to repeat. And if you are going to participate, you could win a thousand dollars, which we think is super cool. <laughs> go, go big and essentially show people we definitely use the carrot and not the stick, right? Because for the brain, Megan, she had a really great analogy the other day, but it is essentially like if you have, you're standing in front of like a, a flame and you're like, this is what I don't want. Like, I don't want this to be on fire and you keep looking at it. You can either move back away from it and hope that in going backwards, you don't bump into anything. Or you could say, I see this fire. I don't choose this fire. I'm actually going to turn the way I want to be going and look that way. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of us are like, I'm looking at my ADHD. I don't understand why I'm not getting any farther away from it. Right. Like we're staring at it and therefore it's always just the thing that we're seeing in front of us. Whereas we'd be like, I'm not in the letting go of it. And so it's not like it disappears or is, is but I can say, I see you and that is not the choice I'm making. I'm going this other way. And that's why we did the prize because it actually is still the brain-based approach. How do you talk to your brain to have it support you in whatever you want to do in life? Yeah. And so it's not just a thousand dollars for a thousand dollars. It's really an illustration of how all these pieces go together. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I'm coming to it. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's amazing. So, and yeah, everything that you've talked about um, is such a beautiful connection to really coming back home to ourselves and just doing that exploration and knowing that there's answers. And if you're not understanding something, you know, we live in this beautiful world now where there's so much content online and being connected to the right people. And I think what you are offering in terms of creating your habits, right. Um, is super, super important because if you can just change one habit, yeah. you can change other habits and then your life starts to change. Right. And so 
I think a lot of people don't realize the um, the importance of habits. So yeah, um, I'm going to link that down in my show notes so that people can go and have a look at that. I'm also going to um, tag your Instagram and um, website or whatever else you guys want me to put on there. Perfect. Um, yeah, um, slash transform is our 12 week program that takes the entire seven step framework that we will just begin to dig into in the four day live challenge. Once you kind of understand that value, if you're really ready to go much, much faster and kind of put yourself on that fast track experience, the health transformation accelerator program is really our, our framework. That is, I that's what I used to heal my chronic pain. Don't have it anymore. Don't take the medication anymore. All of that stuff is really how we got everything that we have now. And so, um, you'll be able to learn more about that and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit in the challenge too. Cool. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to share last minute before we go? No, I think we're good, but come say hi on Instagram. It's at zesty underscore ginger. Um, that's primarily where we are, but come say hello. And, uh, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I'm super excited to have you guys back and, um, to dive more into this exploration of the body and the cycles and, brain all these amazing things so it's been so much fun i have taken away so much information so i'm super excited awesome thanks for having me we'll talk soon sounds good thanks alex thank you so much for tuning into today's episode have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is each and every time that you tune in you're learning to master this work you're transforming your own life and your business If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.